This is Southern New Hampshire's home for the Boston Red Sox on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, WGAM Manchester, WGHM Nashua. to the bumper, here's Chara's blast, he scores! Sinead Char on a bomb from out top, and Boston has a 1-0 lead. Chara's second goal of the season, his first in 23 games, and Austin Sarnik makes it two for the Bruins in a span of 13 seconds. a loose puck side of the net for Raquel, and he'll pot that easily. You know, we, we can make excuses. Um, schedule is tough on everybody. Um, these back-to-backs are not easy, uh, but at the same time, um, you know, we we got to find a way to, to play them better. Um, not that we didn't have the effort or, um, you know, the push to to get the, at least point out of it, but, uh, you know, sometimes the games are... Um, decided earlier than the uh, second half of the game. Is the last place you look where Von Miller is? Well, yeah. I think we all have to know where he's at because he's such an explosive player. So you know where he's at on every play. And, you know, there's times where you've got double teams on him. There's times where he's single blocked. I mean, he's seen every block known to mankind at this point in his career. He's had all kinds of people scheming different things up. So, you know, it's going to come down to our execution and doing a good job of you know, matching his tempo and his motor, he goes very hard. I mean, he's got 13 and a half sacks. And for someone that is really the center of attention and everybody's pass protection, it's pretty amazing that he can still produce that much. One of the best teams in football, if not, you know, the best team in football right now. So, And it's been like that every every time I play them. So, um, I mean, you definitely got to be on your, your P's and Q's. You definitely got to be focused. And I think whenever you're going against great players and great coaching staff is just natural for you to just step your game up a little bit especially Tom Brady you know he's he sees everything he sees everything he really doesn't even need an offensive line an eye on that matchup Brady looking around and he is taken down on the outside one side is DeMarcus Ware Von Miller and if you just keep putting your tackles one-on-one against these two guys crowd noise they're fast they're going to get there quick. My game plan, like I just study every single guy and have a, plan, a different plan for each guy and make sure I'm on the same page with Tom for whoever it may be that's covering me because I may have some of the same routes but run them differently based on who's covering me and how much uh, all my studying and different things like that. So just pre- prepare for everybody. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, really it's just whatever um, the weather conditions are, you, you just go out there and you, you try and execute and you do the best you can. You can't, you know, think about it because... Um, can't control it. Uh, we're good some weeks, and we're really bad other weeks, according to everybody else. So um, I don't get I don't get too into it. I think we're uh, a unit that's been working hard. You know, uh, we've had things, changes, and, and different things happen throughout the season, and uh, we've just been on the grind. I feel like, and I think that's the true identity of this team—a hard-working, kind of blue-collar defense that 
you know, week in, week out, we're going to do different things, but we're going to get a group of guys, uh, have 11 guys on the field that are going to play as a unit and play hard and, and play for 60 minutes, and I think that's something we can hang our hat on. I haven't noticed much over the years, um, you know, maybe a little bit in pregame warm-up, but once the game's going on, you don't think about anything other than the guys in the other color jersey. So it's not going to be the crowd. It's not going to be the altitude. It's not going to be the weather. It's going to be about how well we play, and there's no excuses that I'll ever make for playing at a high altitude or in any weather condition. It's about our level of execution, our mental toughness, our concentration. It's going to have to be an all-time high in order to beat these guys this weekend. And welcome to the Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. Jimmy Murphy, your host here. Sully throwing a curveball at me there. Give me a heads up, buddy. <laughs> the warning here, it's Friday. You think my brain's with it? Come on. It's Broncos Friday. It's Broncos Friday. Yes, hello. <laughs> Good afternoon. It is Donkeys Friday. That's what it is. Yes, there we go. Every time I say Broncos on this show, it needs to be followed by this. And by this. And it, by this. Is this like Young Frankenstein when they say brew holler and like the horse neighs and the... <laughs> there it is. There, there it is. So anytime the Broncos are said on the show, can you do it, Sully? I'll work on it. All right. <laughs> we will see. We will see. It's like, it's like a curse word. Yeah. And that's how we will reply to it because they are the donkeys. And the Patriots are going into Denver. Nice pump-up song there coming in. I didn't say it. Yeah. It's Denver to face the Broncos. There we go. Oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> so get ready to hear a lot of hee-hawing on the show today on the stretcher on here at ESPN New Hampshire. Bob Bartis is in studio with me. Mr. Bartis, how are you, my friend? Excellent. Good afternoon, Jimmy. Looking uh, dapper there with that scarf and sweater, my friend. Come on. I got flannel line jeans. I got the wool sweater. I got uh, my Colombian scarf. I'm, I mean, it's I'm two degrees out. So. Yes. Yeah, you're looking, <laughs> yeah. you're looking dapper. Thank you. Yeah, Thank it's you. kind of, you know, you get that sort of, you're, you're dressed warm, but you still you add a little flavor there. So there we go. Yes. Bob Bartis, our style man yeah. here on the stretch run. Justin Sullivan is working the boards. It is Friday. And as I have said many times before, I, I do my best to be objective uh, when it comes to discussing Boston sports. But there are a few times, few games, where this, this objectivity goes out the door. And one of them is Patriots-Broncos. And the reason being... About, I don't know, we'll say 13 years ago now, I went out for the Patriots-Broncos 2000... Yep, there we go. <laughs> I'll say donkeys next time, just to save you the donkey sound. Uh, the Patriots-Donkeys uh, in 2003, it was a Monday night football game. I, I told a bit of this story last, uh, last night on the show. So, Bob, I grew up, you know, a Patriots fan, and it seemed the donkeys always beat us. They just always beat the Patriots. It was it was one of these things. It was like the Dolphins and the Donkeys had the Patriots number. And so, now Tom Brady's in the picture. The Patriots have now won a Super Bowl in 2001-02. Uh, 
Uh, and then the 2 into the 3 season, they missed the playoffs, and now they're back really killing it in 2003. But they're going into Denver for a big Monday night tilt with the Donkeys. And you go out there, and there's a, there's a ton of New Englanders. And we will discuss this in our next segment as there is a, a transplant from the fines. Granite State we sit in right now. <laughs> yes. Adrian Dater, who covered the uh, Colorado Avalanche for the Denver Post for many years and is now covering the NHL for Bleacher Report. He will join us in the next segment uh, to discuss the NHL and the Bruins. Uh, one thing I want to bring up with him, and, and, and Sully, I will get your take on this in a moment after my story, uh, is the Bruins need a new backup goaltender. And I want to see who he thinks might be available out there. Because uh, he's got his finger on the pulse. So we'll uh, we'll ask him what's going on with that. But So a lot of transplants like Data are out there. It was great. My friend actually fell in with a, uh, a bar, a sports bar called America's that he had been bartending at for two years. Now, I had been out there two years earlier, okay, and watched. We, we failed to get into the game, so we watched the game at America's Sports Pub in Aurora. And uh, it was Game 7, Colorado Avalanche, New Jersey Devils, Ray Bork with a chance to win the Stanley Cup. And he did it. And uh, there was a bunch of Bruins fans there. And we, we stayed. We went to the parade. It was great. So I, I, I found a spot in Denver. I found a group of people that I, you know, some from Denver, but mostly New England transplants. And so now they invite me out two years later for this. My buddy Brian Davis is hosting us. And the Broncos fans... I mean, you think we hate the Yankees here, or we hate the Canadians, or the Lakers? I, mean, I don't know what the basketball team would be for this generation. Maybe the Cavs would be the Cavs, I guess? Cavs or Lakers. Yeah. One of those two. Okay. They despise the Patriots. Like, you, you've heard all week, Broncos players. He'll <laughs> get the hang of it. The donkey players have been saying it all week that it's Patriots Week, and that's what they call it. Yep. I mean, they don't they don't have that for any other team in in Denver, okay? But when the Patriots they, come to town or they're playing the Patriots, they don't, they don't have Jets Week. No, they don't really. Have Jets, they don't they have, have Jets Chargers week. week. They don't have Raiders Week. <laughs> you would think they'd have it for the AFC West rivals. Sure. You know what I mean? The yeah. Chiefs Raiders maybe. Week. Yeah. Definitely. They don't say that. For any other other team, but the Patriots are so exclusive, and and, and obviously that's respect because it's yeah. Tom Brady and the Patriots. But it, it's Patriots Week, and it, it's huge out there. And if you walk in to places wearing Patriots stuff, you better hope you're game you got, on. Yeah, you better game hope on. you got your posse with you. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry there. <laughs> sorry, LeBron. Sorry, LeBron. Didn't, didn't mean that. Poop fest. You, you better hope you got your posse. All right, and. Uh, so there you go. We're there, and we're having a great time, and it happened to be my birthday the night before the game. So uh, Brian and uh, his buddies decided it would be a great idea to go out and rip it up on the town and, you know, maybe end up in the fine arts of Denver, so to speak, if okay. you get my drift, the, uh, go see some ballerinas. Sure. And uh, yes, and we did that. The entertainment technicians. The entertainment. Yes, yes. And so, uh, you know, I rewind. We were back... Back in 2001 when I was there, when Bork won it, when he won the cup, I had my old school Ray Bork jersey from the 80s. Okay. Autographed by the whole team. So I brought it out. I was wearing it. And we were at the same this, fine, fine this, arts. Would this be seven? Right? Would it, would it have been this? What's that? The seven, No, 77. 
Okay. 77. It was uh, it was from right after when he gave yeah. seven back to Phil Esposito. That, well, that's what I was saying. I yeah, was wondering yeah. which one, yeah, no, which was, one you had, seven I was 77. So okay. I had the 77 Ray Bork Bruins jersey that he wore from the majority of the time he was in Boston. Uh, and there we are in the fine arts, arts establishment of Denver. And uh, one of the ballerinas comes over and says, would you mind if I wore that jersey on stage? <laughs> Uh-oh. And Uh-oh. that she did. And the place went nuts. Yep. So we go back to the same place. All right. It's two years later now. And we're wondering. There's no way that girl. I mean, they, they don't work <laughs> at these places too long. You know, right. they, they kind of bounce around. And so uh, <laughs> <laughs> they kind of they kind of move around, so to speak. And we go in there. And sure enough, the same ballerina is there. Hmm. But now, Brian's got a Tom Brady jersey, and he's like, should, should we do it? You think? Yeah. I'm like, we got to. <laughs> Come on. So this isn't going to go over as well as no. Ray Bork winning no. a cup for the Avalanche. No. If she goes up there with a Tom Brady jersey, and that she did, God bless her. <laughs> she must have got killed. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> there were beer bottles flying. There was trash flying. Full out fight. We get thrown out, we go home, and I wake up on the day of Monday Night Football, banged up physically, and uh, inside too from uh, the copious amounts of Jameson that were thrown down my throat, uh, and, and enjoyed Monday Night Football. And, and thankfully, the Patriots beat the Donkeys. There you go. On Monday Night Football, David Givens with a touchdown at the end. It was one of the most amazing games I've watched, but yeah, it was, uh, it was unique. To say the least. So, so there's a soft spot in my heart for Denver, but there's also a thorn in my side because they always beat the Patriots. They re- that was like one of the few times, I think it was only once in Denver has Brady won, and that was the, it. That, that's got to be it. Yeah, that <laughs> was the only time he's won in Denver. So every time, as you saw last year, something happens. It doesn't matter who's a quarterback for the Donkeys. It doesn't matter who's a it's quarterback safe. for the Donkeys. It doesn't matter how good they are or how bad they are. Something always happens to derail the Patriots there. And a part of me is waiting for that on Sunday. Everyone here is looking at it like, oh, they're going to walk through this team. Is Trevor Simeon. No, no. Do you not? Do, have you not watched this rivalry over the years? They, they walk through them when they come to New England. But in Denver, something always happens. And so that's why this is the one game I get really revved up and, and a fan comes out of me because I just want to see the Patriots win there. And I just want those people that uh, did not like the dance that she put on uh, mm-hmm. to suffer. So I am ripped up for this game, <laughs> needless to say. And we will get you pumped up for the Donkeys Patriots in Denver. Like I said, we're going to go to Denver twice today, actually. We're going to go talk to Adrian Dater of Bleacher Report in the next segment. We will get his spin, what it's, be- what it's like being a Patriots fan out there. And we'll talk some hockey, and like I said, uh, maybe he can help solve the Bruins' backup goalie situation. Uh, Anton Hudobin has one win collectively out of three backup goalies that the Bruins have used this season. Yeah. Only one of them has won, Uh, and that is Anton Hudobin. I think that was two weeks ago uh, that he was victorious. I forget the team, but they need to fix that situation right now because they win that game last night. If not for the Swiss cheese that he has become. <laughs> and I love the guy. He's a, he's a very nice guy. Sure, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's, he's a jokester. He's like, uh, 
Who was that crazy goalie that played for the Flyers and the Ducks? Oh, the oh, Russian. Yeah, yeah, with the uh, he had the uh, Star Wars. Ilya helmet. something. Um, oh, I know exactly. And 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 then they had him on twenty four seven. Yeah, heading into the Winter Classic, he was and he became known as the Universe. Yeah, he's because hilarious. like he's just sitting there and randomly. Start, we'll we'll find this soundboard here. So this guy, this goalie, randomly just went into a conversation with a with a reporter about his thoughts on space and the universe. And he became known as the universe. He's a complete jokester. He played for the Ducks and the Flyers. I think he's back in the KHL now. They tried to make a comeback with the Wild last year. God, what is his name? I gotta figure it out. Oh. Ilya something. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, that's how Hudobin is. But right now, he's just lost in space. It's, it's the NHL version of Black Unicorns? Yes, okay. exactly. Okay. All right, but that's Hudobin. And I love him for that. And I want to see him succeed, but I don't know. He just doesn't seem to have it anymore. And the, pay- the Bruins need to figure that out right now. So we'll talk to uh, Adrian Dater about that. Uh, we will also talk to Phil A. Perry about the Patriots game in Denver. Uh, we'll get his take before he takes off for the Mile High City. And we will also talk to a man by the name of Nick Groke of the Denver Post. Our second Denver Post writer, third in two weeks, or second in two days. So thanks to Denver Post for giving us some good guests. Nick Groke will join us. He covers the NFL and the Broncos for the Denver Post. You can check him out at, at Nick Groke. Did you find it? Ilya Brizgalov. Oh, that's it. Ilya Brizgalov is the goalie. I'd like to buy a vowel vanna. Really? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> There's too many this consonants guy is together. Nuts. We got to get this sound bite. We'll use it in one of our open segments okay. later on. Uh, as we do every Friday, we will talk to Gabriel Morenci, and we will get his picks for the weekend. College football starting up again, so uh, we'll get more picks this week than we did last week. Uh, the bowl games, I believe, they start tomorrow, Justin, right? I, I think Pretty so, sure, yeah. what, the uh, 345 the bowl 5, games? 5,000 of them, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is tomorrow? Is it the... Uh, Microsoft Mouse Bowl <laughs> yeah, that be, I'm holding yeah, right now, yeah. or the um, we we were saying this morning it was good it was going to be the WSMN yeah. uh, 5090 yeah. Bowl. Yeah. The, the, the Toshiba Laptop Bowl here or the uh, the 96 Dell Bowl the ESPN New Hampshire Bowl brought to you live from uh, Nashua South. Uh, yeah, that's how bad it's gotten in college football. But we'll try to break down all these bowl games. And, of course, the uh, week that will be week 15 of the NFL season with Gabriel Marenzi to close the show. So always, always a pleasure there to talk to Gabe. Um, Bob, happy Friday, buddy. Thank you. It's a free-for-all Friday. Ready to go. That's right. That's right. And it's, uh, it's Patriots-Broncos week. There we go. So uh, we hope you enjoy it. It's a Friday. Hope you're keeping warm out there. Hope you're home. Just enjoying the show, listening online. And uh, we will keep you warm throughout the show because we'll make you laugh so much. So uh, stick with us. So stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. We'll be back and we'll talk some Broncos with Adrian Daly.
It's the Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Remillard with ESPN New Hampshire Student Athlete of the Month of November with Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North. How are you? Thank you so much. You broke Nashua North's high school lacrosse goal record as a junior. So that was obviously a really special game. We were playing against Merrimack. Definitely a really great game and it was really exciting, but I couldn't have done it without my teammates helping me out and getting the ball and feeding it to me and their support and my coaches' support. What's your favorite thing about playing lacrosse? So I love getting the ball and transitioning it from whether it be defense to offense, getting it from the draw and just like sprinting down as fast as I can and getting it to my team. I really like the teamwork and effort. On here I'm seeing some volunteer work at the Nashua Soup Kitchen. Yep, I'm involved a lot in like within my school and like sports in my community. Nashua Soup Kitchen's one. I'm also vice president of National Honor Society. I'm a leader in Titan Connections. I'm a leader in Team Titan. I'm actually the secretary of the class of 2017. And where are you looking at going to school, Gabby? I'm actually committed to play um, lacrosse at UNH. What is your inspiration to go above and beyond? My parents have always been there to support me and to believe in me, and I think that has really helped me become like the athlete I am and always reach for the stars and to go with all my heart, push to be the athlete and the person I am. So they definitely inspire me so much. That was Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Map out an adventure your whole family will always remember. Disney on Ice presents Passport to Adventure. Journey across the African plains with Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa. Fly off to Neverland with Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Explore the underwater world of Ariel, Flounder, and Sebastian. And trek through Arendelle with Anna, Elsa, and Olaf from Disney's Frozen. The journey begins in your hometown. Playing January 26th through 29th at SNHU Arena in Manchester. Tickets are on sale now. Visit DisneyOnIce.com today. The Sports Blast, Saturday afternoons from 11 to 2, right here on ESPN, New Hampshire. Well, okay, Mr. <laughs> I don't want Chris Sale because I don't want to give up you on Mankata. Oh! That was before I saw Mankata in person, Happy and he struck out every single game of his career. Happy holidays. You didn't want to give up you on Mankata. I went back. You know, we're always saying we're going to pull the tape. We're going to pull the tape. I pulled the tape, and both of you guys did not want to give up Play the audio, Brian. We don't actually we don't have it. Yeah, oh, we did. We <laughs> the Sports Blast, Saturday afternoons from 11 to 2, right here on ESPN, New Hampshire. The year-end holiday event is going on now at North End Subaru in Lunenburg. From now until January 3rd, get 0% financing for 63 months on select Subaru models. Make no payments until March and get a $250 gift card just in time for the holidays. Legacy, Impreza, Forester, Outback. Over 350 vehicles in stock. You're one click away from great holiday savings at BuyNorthEndSubaru.com. See dealer or go to BuyNorthEndSubaru.com for details. Offer ends January 3rd. Hi, I'm Liz. Welcome to Lowell Jewelry and Loan. The economy is pretty rough right now, and if you're looking for a short-term loan, banks aren't making it any easier. Sometimes it can take up to 60 days to get approved. That's crazy! We truly are in the business to lend money and put cash in your hands instantly. Bring in any item and we'll give you cash. We also give you four months before making your first payment. Call or come see us today. Our reputation is impeccable. Lowell Jewelry and Loan on Merrimack Street. 
We all have our mountains, the challenges that push us further. At Coors Light, our mountain is brewing the world's most refreshing beer. That's why all of our breweries cold lager to give Coors Light its signature crisp taste. It's why we cold filter to ensure brilliance and clarity. And it's why we package cold to seal in Coors Light's refreshing flavor. Because we believe every climb deserves a refreshing finish. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Great beer, great responsibility. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic a shot. Down in front, picked up by Crosby. Lobbed down the ice. And the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jacobs. Three for the win. It's good. Steps back, puts up a three, won't go, final seconds, it's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions, the Cavaliers are NBA champions! We've got it all here, this is ESPN New Hampshire. You're listening to Manchester's home of the Boston Celtics, it's ESPN New Hampshire. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling around a bend And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison and time keeps dragging on But that train keeps a-rolling on down to San Antonio one of the best teams in football, if not, you know, the best team in football right now. So, and it's been like that every every time I play them. So, um, I mean, you definitely got to be on your your p's and q's. You definitely got to be focused. And I think whenever you're going against great players and great coaching staff, it's just natural for you to just step your game up a little bit. Especially Tom Brady, you know, he's he sees everything. He sees everything. He really doesn't even need an offensive line. Marshan holds, back is to the bumper, here's Charles Blast, he scores! Sinead Char on a bomb from out top, and Boston has a 1-0 lead. Chara's second goal of the season, his first in 23 games, and Austin Sarnik makes it two for the Bruins in a span of 13 seconds. There's a loose puck side of the net for Raquel, and he'll pot that easily. Well, if they freed me from this prison, if that railroad train was mine, I bet I'd move it on a little farther down the line. Far from Folsom Prison, that's where I want to stay. I'd let that lonesome whistle blow my blues away. And welcome back to the stretch run here on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm your host, Jimmy Murphy. Bob Bartis in studio with me. Justin Sullivan killing it on the boards as always. And we're going to go out to Denver 
where, of course, the eyes of New England are focused this weekend with the uh, Patriots and the Donkeys uh, ready to do battle again in Mile High. And on to talk about that and a lot of hockey with us as well is, I believe, uh, he can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe New Hampshire native Adrian Dater. Am, am I correct, sir? You're mostly correct, Jimmy. Okay. Uh, I was born in Barrie, Vermont, but did not live there very long. Most of my life was lived in the great state of New Hampshire, uh, Keene, Hanover, Enfield, Concord. And those are the big four that I spent Beautiful. roughly ages uh, four through, let's say, 18 in my life, so I'm pretty much a New Hampshire native. Great stuff. Well, then and welcome on. Welcome to on be to New talking Hampshire. To you. Well, exactly. ESPN New Hampshire. Cash? Yeah. Can I ask? Was that Johnny Cash music in my honor? That Johnny Cash music was very much in your honor because uh, your your dad made a movie with Johnny Cash, and uh, why don't you tell the listeners yeah, about it? I, I guess you saw my tweeter. I did about a few minutes. And ago. right away, actually, we um, gotta we gotta before we go on, we gotta give credit to Justin Sullivan because I threw a curveball. He's our producer here, and right when I saw that, literally as he's calling you, I'm like, dude. We got we got to play Johnny Cash coming back because this guy's got a Johnny Cash connection here, and I'm a huge Johnny Cash fan. So I am uh, well, I'm excited. I, I, Let me hear this story. He, he did everything but yell Omaha yeah, well, before he called that audible. <laughs> 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 well, listen, uh, that, thank you for that. I uh, yeah, my uh, I do have a Johnny Cash story. My uh, my father, who uh, lives in Marlboro, Vermont, still like independent filmmaker, but uh, back in the day, he. Uh, he somehow hooked up with Johnny Cash to uh, make a movie. And uh, Johnny was in his sort of born-again Christian phase back then. This was like 1972, right? Mm -hmm. So um, my father knew, had a couple other friends in this, you know, film business that, in the film community, he was in the New York community a little bit, then he moved to Vermont, but but they all sort of knew each other. Um, Anyway, somehow... Johnny Cash got involved in their circle of friends in the movie business, and uh, Johnny wanted to make a movie about uh, his the life of Jesus, the life, the life of the Bible, basically. Uh-huh. Um, and Johnny didn't mess around, right? He had some cash, literally and figuratively, to his name, and uh, he decided to move everybody off to Israel for about two months of filming, and they went to the Sea of Galilee, and um, everywhere else in Jerusalem to film the life of uh, wow. Jesus. And um, so the movie was called Gospel Road. My father uh, was the primary uh, photographer for the film, and a, and a you know, filmmaker for it, principal photography. And he also, it was not the biggest budget movie, although Johnny had plenty of money, but some of the filmmakers actually had to fill in as some of the characters in the in the film too, uh, and my father played the role of Nicodemus. Uh, and he has a very poignant scene in the film where uh, Jesus, who is played by my longtime family friend, who guy played Jesus in the film called Bob Elstrom, uh, they two they, the two of them have a scene together, <laughs> and uh, not long after that, you know, Johnny's soundtrack would sort of pop in and out from all the different scenes. Uh, anyway, the film was kind of a, it became a cult classic, it's still a cult classic, Gospel Road, you can, it's kind of, it's very definitely still in circulation, and, uh, 
and it's a, it's a big hit among his fans. It's his it's his Jesus born again phase. Um, and it's a it's a pretty good movie when you watch it. It's definitely low budget, but it it, it, it it's kind of fun to see. And uh, uh, apparently, I was I was sat on Johnny Cash's knee as a little kid when they did a showing in Vermont. <laughs> wow! When it came back, but I don't remember that very well. Uh, I think I was six, so. Um, so somewhere in life, I did sit on Johnny Cash's lap, and he tousled my red hair and stuff, patted me on the head or something. Uh, that was about it. But uh, uh, that's that. So that's the Johnny Cash story, and uh, it's still still fun to tell because, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, I've got another one too, but I don't want to take up your whole show. Uh, it's all right, man. We I could do a whole show doing this easily, but yeah, we we do got to okay, talk well, a little. I got, I got one. Go ahead, do one more. One more, then. One more. Right. Do it. All right, one more. Um, my father did a, a film this. also with Johnny where he filmed his, uh, his whole like documentary tour through Folsom prison and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he was there filming all that stuff. But, uh, one of the parts of the documentary was when, um, Johnny visited, uh, Bob Dylan in Nashville when he was doing his Nashville Skyline session for the album of that name. Um, <clears throat> so my father was in the studio with, Dylan and Cash filming some of that, uh, their song they did together. Um, he did one song on that album, I guess. But the the funny part was later, they all wanted to go out to dinner. Uh, Johnny Cash, his, June Carter Cash, his wife, uh, Bob Dylan and his wife, and my dad, a couple other film sidekicks. They were going to go out to dinner in this fancy place in New York City, actually, later on as part of the journey they were doing. I think they had the Mathis and Papes in New York. And, uh, the restaurant that uh, had the reservations for cash, Dylan, etc. Uh, the major D took one look at uh, Bob Dylan's wife, who was not wearing pants. Uh, I'm sorry, was wearing pants. Oh, was wearing pants in the to come in, and they refused her service because you, apparently in the '60s women couldn't wear pants like that. So they actually kicked out Johnny Cash, Bob Dylan, and the whole party. Because of that, so uh, what? Quite a lot. Quite what a, a bunch of for them, right? Yeah, unreal. <laughs> Though the story would have been a yeah. lot better if she wasn't wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> maybe later. Maybe later that might. Have been <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Leave it at that. <laughs> hey, listen. So, as the listeners just heard, you you, you are from this. Uh, you did grow up in New Hampshire, and uh, you moved yep. out to Denver. Yep. You started covering the Avs. Uh, you covered the Avs for a long time for the Denver Post. You've been out there for a while. And I wonder, when it's uh, Patriots Week in Denver, what is it like being a New England transplant there? Uh, it's really lonely, man. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to this game so much after that fluky win they got last year over the past. This weekend, we're going we're gonna to kick their... We're going to kick their ASF <laughs> up and down Mile High Stadium. I can't wait for it. Uh, I've never shied away from my Patriots uh, fandom. I go back to Jim Plunkett in 1972, and uh, uh, no way I'm going to turn into a donkey fan out here. But, uh, <laughs> here we go. Oh, wait, wait, they, wait, wait, wait. They, you got to hear this. Listen to this. You got it? You got it, Justin? Yeah. We, well, we'll get it. There you go. Anytime anyone says Broncos, we got we got to say mute that sound for the donkeys. I love it. I mean, there's just there's just no way, just no way I'm ever gonna ever dignify the people in Denver here, uh, which is otherwise a great city and state. But I'm never gonna dignify uh, their 
always, uh, in, you know, corrugating, corrugating methods to get me to be a Bronco fan. Um, I'm looking forward to a butt kicking on Sunday. I really am looking forward to this game. Um, it is lonely though. There are a few Pats fans around here. It is. It has been harder to um, show your colors around here than the past year, though, with a Super Bowl team that did beat the Patriots on the way. So, yeah, uh, a lot of us are waiting to come out of the woodwork on Sunday and uh, really flash the colors after after the game because uh, you know I really felt like they they got lucky last year the Broncos. All right. But, uh, you know, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be freezing cold here. It's going to be like three degrees or something on Sunday. Um, they got a good D still, so uh, definitely going to be a tough game. They're a very desperate team, too, so, uh, you know, going to be a rough one here, I think. And as we said, something always happens, like, uh, you know, whether it's the Patriots yeah. shooting themselves in yep. the foot or, some, you know, uh, yep. something always Tony happens Eason's in Denver. Fumbling man. the ball. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Fumbling the ball at the two-yard line or some kind of weird play. I know. I so, know. so it's it's happen, almost like, so. you, guys, you go into this game, right? If you're the Patriots, I'm going to this game just saying, okay, that's going to happen. One of those things will happen. The key is how do we respond and and how do we mentally yeah. get over it and immediately put it behind us so and just stay even keeled. And I, I think that's the biggest thing. I think the Patriots should win this game. But the biggest thing is to stay even keeled so when that classic, you know, Patriots in Denver moment happens, uh, they're able to move right through it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think as long as they they got a double team Von Miller a little bit, this guy is out of his mind. He's a great player. They got a double team him a little bit. If they can just do that, uh, I know there's no Gronk, so get any kind of short passing game they'll go in against this team. Loosen them up a little bit there. Um, they got a better running game than Denver, so I think they can control the line of scrimmage for the most part. It's going to be tough. There's going to be some three and outs, I think, for the pass even. But uh, as long as you, you know, you can do something against that D, score a couple touchdowns. Their, their offense is really hurting, hurting right now. If you can get 17, 20 points on this team, I think you got a shot, a real good shot to win the football game. And uh, that's what I'm counting on. All right, Bob. Uh, Adrian, yeah. I was looking at uh, back about 10 years ago. You wrote Blood Feud, which was the uh, inside story between the Red Wings and the Avalanche. Uh, any other books yeah. in the works, and are we going to see something between the Patriots and the uh, and the Broncos is perhaps the subject of an- another book? Yeah, well, I don't know if they're going to be hiring me for that, but uh, I have written uh, two other books since that Blood Feud book came out. Uh, I actually have written two on the Broncos, believe it or not. Uh, <clears throat> I wrote one with the, remember the quarterback Craig Morton from the 1970s? Yep. Anyone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wrote a book with that guy. Uh, uh, I have a new book now, though. It's, uh, it's called "100 Things Avalanche Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die." I so did see that. Tomorrow, I did see uh, that. Tell, please, tell us about that. Go out and learn what you should learn. It's uh, it's a book about the Avalanche history. Um, I covered the first twenty years of the team, and uh, you know some great teams. It's uh, you know. Um, the Stanley Cup teams, the the the, the Ford Burden Sackers and Wads, and, and what they're really like as people. Uh, that's been out about a month now, and uh, certainly a good stocking stuffer for anybody who wants to check. I've got the New Hampshire stuff in the book too. So I was oh, growing nice. up, growing up, um, never forgot my roots. Definitely a pleasure to talk on uh, ESPN New Hampshire station. It's a it's a it's a thrill for me. I was telling my buddies just now, like they're all geeked up too. And it, 
Everybody's listening to you. You know, you never lose your New Hampshire roots, that's for sure, no matter what you've done in awesome, life. Awesome, man. Well, hey, to thank, a, thanks to whoever's listening right now. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah well. And Adrian, but, uh, I know you keep you keep tabs on you know on the on the Bruins, and um, you see yep. you see the season they're having from afar. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I had I had two sources, one very very high up within the Bruins, tell me uh, yesterday uh, that if the Bruins had gone out in the road and lost to Montreal, it could have happened then. And if they then lost to Pittsburgh, it could have happened then. They were going to fire Claude Julian. They were yeah. they were pondering letting go. Really seriously, Cam Neely is looking for a change. From what I was told, and and it just it baffles me why this guy's job status is so tenuous every year here with everything he's done since becoming head coach of the Boston Bruins. And specifically, and I want to get your take from afar, from an, a guy that knows hockey, an NHL guy, but isn't here every day and sort of watches from afar. You look at this Bruins team. Would you not agree with me that I mean? This is one of the better coaching jobs he's done since he's been here. Maybe even better than some of the years where they went deep into the playoffs. Well, I, I certainly was mightily impressed the, the night the Bruins came into Denver here a couple, maybe a month ago, and just waxed the avalanche at just 44 shots or something to 20. and One of the best puck possession games I've ever seen, really. Uh, and... Um, you know, I thought they'd go on a huge roll after that, but then they, they sort of keep stumbling at home or with some home losses here, here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love Claude Julian. I think he's uh, just a great coach, and uh, I don't think he deserves to be fired. But um, like your sources might have said, you know, nobody cares about sentimentality and, and all that. It's, it's, it's too much of a... A hardcore business in hockey. The uh, the profit margins are so slim that any you know playoffs is what makes any kind of uh, difference in the bottom line by a billion or two, and that's all they expect to make really, unless you go on a real cup run, unless you, or unless you live in Montreal or Toronto where they print money. Mm-hmm. Um, so two straight playoff losses, you know, non appearances. If it's in danger of a third. Um, as much as we love the guy, Jimmy, uh, you, you're right. I think that, uh, you know, just sources of there on the market that, uh, you know, he could be let go at any time. And it won't be fair. It won't be right. But it will be the NHL. And we've already seen how that works this year with a guy who won a division title last year and had a 500 record who was fired after in a game in Carolina where he, they couldn't even call him a cab, you know. So that's. It says it all about what teams really feel about NHL coaches when they're all said and done. So, um, you know, he's got his success. He's in Boston. He's got his cup ring. Uh, but, uh, you know, what have, what have you done for me lately, league? And if they're, they're in all on the bubble and look like the ownership feels like they're, uh, they're fading away a little bit from that bubble, then uh, he's probably going to get the heat, Jimmy. That's yeah. Just, that's no, I, I, you know that. Yeah, I agree with you. I just don't think that's the main issue with them. Uh, at all, I don't think it's coaching. I think it's uh, their defense is is just set up to fail. But you know, we could go a whole show about that. Hey, Adrian, we gotta we gotta cut to break here. We appreciate you taking the time, and I'm glad you let your uh, your friends back here in New Hampshire know. And uh, happy holidays, my friend. Hey, Merry Christmas. Sh- can I give a sh- can I give a shout out to one or two? Of course, you can. Awesome. All right. Well, my buddy Chris Balding from uh, Lebanon, New Hampshire. I want to say hi to him. Uh, my mom and Dad in uh, Keene, New Hampshire. Hello, thank you for everything. And uh, um, 
yeah, my Paul, my buddy Paul from Gosstown. Uh, thank you to all them. And, we're uh, right near them. We're right in Nashua, buddy. So we're right near them, my friend. Okay. Sounds all good. Right. Well, listen, well, Adrian. Thank you, Jimmy, for having me. Yeah. And next you time you're back care. east, you you, uh, you let me know, okay? Okay, Jimmy. You take care and uh, uh, happy holidays and better days to come. And uh, thanks for having me. Anytime, my friend. That is Adrian Dater from Bleacher Report and a New Hampshire native and. Happy holidays to his friends listening and his family as well here on the Stretch Run in ESPN New Hampshire. We'll be back. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills and plains. FNL Winter returns in 2017. Only on ESPN New Hampshire. To the stretch run here on ESPN New Hampshire. Jimmy Murphy, your host, Bob Bardis, sitting alongside as he does every Friday. We won't be here next Friday, Bob. You're going to have to sit in on Thursday? We might you be come able to, to Buffalo Wild Wings in we, Manchester? I heard you advertising that uh, yesterday. We might make that happen. You want, you want to do I it? Think, well, we talked about it. Uh, let me just double check my court schedule to make sure I'm good. Should All be, right. Should we, be. We're gonna, we'll set it up. I'll make sure we have an extra mic and. Uh, that's right. The stretch run will be on the road as we have been every Thursday this month. Uh, we were at Concord yesterday, Eight Loudon Road. I want to thank the uh, the folks over there at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Concord, uh, Trisha and um, Becca and Becky and Katie. They were all great to us. Good time there with Pete Terrier. And uh, like I said, I got the hiccups. I apologize. <laughs> from eating this uh, delicious gluten free. Ready for this? Sriracha, chicken, and avocado. Ooh. That was killer, man. So is my heartburn right now. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. But, uh, Wait, what? Talking about heartburn, I'll tell you what. I've tried a, a few of the sauces. Uh, I think I'm up to four now at Buffalo Wild Wings, and uh, we will be there in the Manchester venue in the Mall of New Hampshire next Thursday, 3 to 6. Come on by. Your last-minute Christmas shopping. I'm going to actually I'm gonna get there really early. Which is rare with uh, Mr. Murphy because I'm not early <laughs> for anything, uh, and I am gonna get. I'm I'm gonna do my Christmas shopping before the show. I'm gonna do that. 
but I have tried. I'm not, I'm not sure Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards counts as shopping. No, no, no. They're, they're <laughs> no, no. Duncan's. No, there we go. Uh, but I will be there doing some shopping and hosting the show, and hopefully you can join me, Bob Barris. Sure. And as I said, let's, uh, let's so pencil. far, let's pencil. so far, no heartburn from the sauces there. I've gone with Parmesan garlic, which is absolutely scrumptious, uh, honey barbecue, chipotle barbecue, and the hot. And I have uh, thus survived to this point. Uh, it has been uh, very, very delicious food there at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Concord and in Manchester. Uh, so looking forward to that next week. And um, yeah, we, we might have to uh, stick around and have some uh, Christmas Frosties after. Sure. Tell, tell, sure. The, tell the fine lady to come with you. All right. We can work on the better that. better half. Yes. Yeah, tell her to come. And um, if she has a friend, she can come too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, it is the stretch run, it is the holidays, it is freezing out, and uh, I don't really have anything that's going to warm me up, except maybe uh, a prediction for the game. Uh, w- let's make some predictions right now, guys, for the uh, the Patriots-Broncos. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sully's like, oh, man, not again. <laughs> All right, you start first, Sully, since you've been such a good sport about uh, pressing the buttons yeah, there. Yeah, I'll probably go with 21-13, Pats. Uh, I just don't see, and I know this, we've talked about it all week. Oh, it's Trevor Sivy and Jake Plummer, you name the guy. But I really don't see how this Broncos offense score as bad as the Patriots defense has been. Quote, unquote, bad. They were great uh, last week. They were really good last week. Yeah. And they're, and they're hitting, a, hitting a stride now. And I think they've, the Patriots themselves have taken notice to, you know what, we, we need that number one overall seed. It's a different, it's just a different vibe this time. All the vibes I've had the last couple of years going into Denver have been negative. I don't, I don't have a negative vibe right now. I don't yeah. feel that. Yes, the Broncos' defense is fantastic. They are. They're very, very good. Von Miller is an animal, and he, he's, you got to take care of him. But I just don't see how this Broncos' offense and Trevor Simeon puts up enough points to beat Tom Brady in the Patriots, even, even if they get stopped. You know? Speaking of vibe, you know what's a good vibe right now coming off the Patriots as they head into Denver? So, and you'll probably agree with me. It's last Pool year. <laughs> last year when they were heading into Denver, they weren't caring about the uh, – no. The top seed. No, they it wasn't they, really that big a deal to them at this time last they year. They said you know? we can beat you anywhere. We can beat anybody. And it anywhere. wasn't yeah, and now they know. Now they know. No, we don't want to have check. to go anywhere else. We want we want to play the AFC title game sh- should we make it there in Foxborough. It's that important. And and we we've seen that with uh, you know, teams that are of lesser caliber I think than the Patriots, but we've seen at this time of year how big home advantage can be. Yeah, it's everything. You know, it's not it's not like a seven game series in, in basketball or baseball or hockey, where yeah, I mean the away teams you see it a lot in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. You see a lot of the away teams knocking off the home teams. It, it just happens a lot because it's a yeah. seven game series. I mean, you split yes. on the road, boom, you're in good position. But this is one and out, man. This is one and out. So I'm with you on that. I like the vibe. I think that's a key word there. It's, coming. it's just a different feeling. Yeah. It's a whole other feeling. There's a whole, I think it's the, business. The, yes, there's a level of focus this year that I just didn't feel at all last year. Yeah. I felt like last year they were very lackadaisical about everything. Yeah. It wasn't just going into Denver. It was the whole season. It was yeah. like, oh, we don't need you. We'll be fine. You rest till week 17. We'll be fine. We can just put Steven Jackson and run him 15 times. It's a, a bit of pompousness. Yeah, there. it was you just know? like, and we're they, better they, than you. They we'll got fine. B- brought back down to earth twice by the donkeys. Uh, you go ahead, my friend. 23-13, good guys. 
All right, I'm going. We're all like this thirteen, huh? I'm th- going twenty four thirteen. Patriots. Just, I'm just seeing a lot of field goals here. Uh-huh. You know? I don't. I don't see how the Broncos. I mean, Trevor Simeon is. I've talked to him before. He's well below average. I just don't think he's that good at all. But you, we've talked about it on the show too. How many times we've lost to the Denver Broncos and said, "Oh, they don't have a quarterback," and then they come in and they kick our butts again. So I just don't see it with this offense. I don't see it. They don't have. The C.J. Anderson running game that they had last year. They don't have an extra threat there. They're just kind of a muddling offense with nothing to really go off of. So, I mean, and this deep, like I said, the defense is catching a stride and defense travels. So if they're really catching the stride and they're, they're hitting the stride at the right time, I think that 13 is a pretty reasonable number for, for this team, you know. Well, there we go. We're liking that 13 on the other side as we head into Denver for this big tilt the Donkeys and the Patriots. I'm being nice to them right now. I'm not, I'm not going to make you press the button too much, my friend. <laughs> we'll, we'll press it more as we go on here. But Very in our next slim. segment, we're going to get some uh, insight from the Patriots side of things from our good man, Phil A. Perry, Comcast Sportsnet, New England, join us. He usually joins us once a week. Always fun to talk to Phil. He provides great insight. So we will get the latest news from Foxborough as the Patriots head west to face the Broncos. Stay with us. A stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire will be back. And by the way, I want to just say, uh, you know, Adrian was giving some shout outs there. I I know my friends that are Patriots fans in Denver are listening right now. So I'm going to give a big shout out to my man, uh, Brian Davis. You better represent his girlfriend that he's been with now for a long time. They live together. She's She's a Donkeys fan. That's tough. That's tough. It's a rough life. Yeah. You think that house is going to be a little divided? Uh, very divided. It's yeah. good in half. Yep. You better have like a man cave set up or something. That, that's how I would be working it here. You have to, in a situation Walk like that, you need it. a man cave. Honey, love you and all, but we are not talking for the next four hours. That's it. And you, and you know they got a wager or something going on, oh, yeah. right? There's for, dishes, there's laundry on the there, line, there, there's something. Yeah, there's chores. Some, there's Lots something, of chores. Yeah, chores, yes. exactly. So uh, good luck to you, Mr. Brian Davis. May the Patriots win. We'll be back here on a stretch run. Stay with us.